morning. We are ending our series on kingdom carriers with a big bang. But before I go into it, I just want to remind us what we have attempted to do in this series. In this series, what we have attempted to do is to show you that we are the light of the world. That means we are carriers of good news to those who are in need. We have also attempted to show you in this series that we are the salt of the earth, that we have a preserving influence on our culture. And also, this is my favorite, we are carriers of God's spirit. And in that, with that spirit, we are able to bring healing and numerous other spiritual gifts to the kingdom of God. As kingdom carriers, we must know without a shadow of a doubt our identity in Christ. We must also know what we have freely received. When we said yes to Jesus, there's something we received. We received empowerment. We received power. We received gifts to enable us for the expansion of the kingdom. However, if we are ignorant of what we have received, that will inhibit our effectiveness as kingdom carriers. If, you are, if you're here today and you haven't said yes to Jesus, especially if you're watching online, and some of the things I've said me, say, what does it mean to be the light of the world? I am inviting you to open your heart and just listen. And as you listen to my words, the word of God, Jesus will do something in your heart. And at the end of my talk, if, the, if you, it is yes to his invitation, then you will have an opportunity. We'll give you an opportunity to pray for you and lead you to the Lord and invite you into his kingdom for you to participate and become a kingdom carrier yourself. As I mentioned, we are ending our series with a big bang. And my topic today is, we are kingdom carriers sent in power. One thing that is undeniable is that Jesus truly modeled for us what it is to be a kingdom carrier and what it is to be a kingdom carrier operating in great power. If you're familiar with the Gospels, you will know that Jesus did marvelous miracles. Marvelous miracles. Marvelous miracles. But where did he get this power? At his baptism, God demonstrated something crucial for us. We are told in all Gospels that when Jesus was baptized, the Spirit of God came upon him and empowered him for ministry. Now let's see what Jesus did with that power. Let's read Luke 4, 18 to 19. Jesus received the power and he did something with it. He publicly declared what he had received. He received the power, 
by faith and publicly declared what he received. Because when we declare what we receive, we possess it. So Jesus says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That same power that Jesus received resides in every single one of us. And that's why throughout this series, I think earlier on, we were getting all of you to, to stand up and we say, yes, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because think, and what that ought to have done to us is ignite faith in us. Faith to do something. And Jesus demonstrated this power. And this power wasn't just exclusive to Jesus. He recruited others, he mentored other disciples, and he sent them out in authority and in the same power to preach the good news and to reckon muscles for the Lord. Let's see how he sent them out. Let's read Luke 10, 1 to 12. And after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send more workers into the harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eat and drink whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is offered to you. Heal those there that are ill and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its street and say, even the dust of your town will wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day, on that day for Sodom than for that town. Praise the Lord. That's my Catholic. Uh, you never forget it, do you? <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> well, amen. <laughs> so, he, Jesus, like I said, he mentored others and he sent them out. And he said to them, as I'm sending you out, the harvest is great and the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to his, to his harvest. We are to pray to God to send more people, more laborers for the work of the kingdom. And as I was looking at this thing, going through my, my notes, the Holy Spirit just changed it a bit. 
He said, if Jesus was saying this now, he would say it this way. Pray that God sends more laborers to the field and pray also for those kingdom carriers who have forgotten the mandate I have given them. That they are to baptize. I have given them authority to baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to reckon souls for me that every single carrier, kingdom carrier, is official of men. That is the mandate that was given to us and authority and power has been given to us to do so. We have forgotten how to fish for men. And Jesus says, pray, pray, pray for souls. Pray, he's encouraging them, pray. And why was he asking them to pray? James 5, 16 puts it beautifully. He says, the, because we pray because the earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. When we pray, it produces power. That means heaven breaks into earth. Prayer is also an intimate, when we pray, we come, we develop an intimacy with God. And as we are intimate with him, what happens? He tells us strategies on how to win souls. He will tell us strategies on how to overcome whatever it is you're going through. That's the importance of prayer. And one thing I love the Bible, they say, God says that his ears are attentive to the prayers of the righteous. Who are the righteous? Anyone who has said yes to Jesus Christ. His ears are attentive to our prayers. Prayers make us reliant on God. So as they were going, as they were going, they were praying for souls. They were praying for souls. Let me tell you how I used to do it. Can I make you laugh? I was in my duvet praying that somebody else get sent. And Jesus says, no, you pray as you're doing the work. Pray as you're doing the work. Because when we are going about, when I talk about mission field, I'm talking about Tesco, supermarket, school runs, taking your work, that is your mission field. We carry this mentality on the inside of us that we are kingdom carriers. So every morning before you step out of your door, you're asking God, who shall I impact for you today? Who shall I encourage? Father, let there be a divine connection so that I can meet somebody who wants to know you. That's why he asked them to pray. And, what, and another reason he told them to pray is winning souls is not easy. It's not an easy thing. It requires faith. So as kingdom carriers, it's a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith. For God says the just shall live by faith. Those who are his live by faith. We accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into our life without seeing him. That means we have faith. Therefore, we live by faith. Listen, he says to them, 
in verse 3 and 4. Remember, I'm sending you <laughs> out like lamb, lambs among wolves. Uh-huh. Take no money with you, no travel bag, or an extra pair of sandal, and don't stop to greet anyone. That required a lot of faith. No money, no extra bag, no extra blanket. Hotel in Galilee is not booked. Nothing. You don't even know where you're going to sleep. A journey of faith. I love how he's real to them. He's very real. Lamb among wolves, that means there's going to be opposition. The kingdom of hell does not want the kingdom of heaven to advance. So there's going to be opposition. People are going to push back. But you see, they knew by faith that though there were lambs, there were lambs, as Jesus was calling them, the shepherd, the Lord was their shepherd. And they knew that as they went on this journey, they would not lack any good thing. Just as David had said to them, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. They knew it. That shepherd David spoke about was with them. The living word. He was there. So he was sending them out in power. And they knew that as long as he was their shepherd, he would take care of their every need. How was their faith generated? They were acquainted with the word. The living word, Jesus Christ, was before them. Faith can only come to us as we read and read the word. As we read the word, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Therefore, they marched forward into the unknown without provision for the journey, knowing that the spirit that was upon them would guide, strengthen, encourage, and provide the wisdom and knowledge to accomplish their mission. That is why St. Paul in Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the might of the Lord. We have to be strong in the Lord. And the only way we can be strong in the Lord is be, being acquainted with his word. The only thing that gave the disciples so much faith was they were close to the living word, Jesus. The only way we can build our faith is to be acquainted with the word, to be students of his word. Because when we look into the world, we see what he has really given us. It's not easy to step out in faith. It's not easy at all. At all, it is not easy to step out in faith. I know that the first time that I stepped out to preach here, I was quivering like a leaf. I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think, you know, and I don't know whether Andy will remember this. I approached him. I said, <laughs> Andy, I've got a cough. <laughs> I think Andy already knew. He said, Candy, take Panadol. You'll be fine. Because <laughs> I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. But when I stepped here in my weakness, in feeling not deserved, what happened? The Spirit of God, the power in God in me, when I relaxed, He spoke through me. That is the function of the power in us. He spoke through me. 
and I'm still preaching on. And I'm getting bolder and bolder. And one of, the mission, one of my mission fields also is when I take my walks. When I take my walks in the morning, I step out in faith. Because one thing for, oh, <laughs> for us preachers is we, we, we talk the talk. But sometimes we don't do it. We tell you to do it, and sometimes we don't. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to start practicing what I preach. And I started going out in my neighborhood to preach, to, not to preach, to, to pray. And I challenged God. I said, God, use me. Use me. Send me to, to places. And it was so amazing how God had directed me. Sometimes he will send me. Sometimes he will, he will say, you know, this house, I want you to pray your, my peace upon it. And I will pray God's peace upon it. One, one day I saw a woman limping. My heart was beating as I approached her. I said, God, I can do this. And, and you know, I said, oh, what happened to you? She said, oh. So she told me, what happened? I said, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? She said, yes. And another time I approached another man, I felt the Spirit of God tell me to tell him uh, God loves him. And I approached him. I said, you know what? God loves you. He said, no. He doesn't love me. He rejected it. But you know what? Even though he rejected it, I knew something. God has started a process in his life. I was just an, the first installment. In the, I was just the first knock. So even when we are rejected, you are the first knock. Even though you come and, you know, he, he will be wondering, Wow, that's weird, this woman coming in here telling me, you know. And maybe God would send somebody else to him. And then one day something's going to click. Oh, my God. Oh, God is actually talking. So when you're rejected, don't get disheartened. It's okay. The power of God, just because that person rejected the message doesn't mean that God didn't send you to say that thing. Thank you for just continue, continue, keep going. Even though you are rejected many times, keep going. Amen? And one thing he said to us again is this, don't get distracted. In our journey of faith, that's why he said, don't carry sandals, don't carry, don't carry all these things, those things that hinder you or cares of the world. We are not to be distracted. In our society today, we are distract, so distracted. You wouldn't believe how much you know. Wake up in the morning, the, before you pick your Bible, you're on WhatsApp, checking your messages. And then as you go, then a phone call comes in and you forget to pray. And your day has started. And it can go on like that unless you're intentional about switching off all these things and saying, God, I am making space for you because I want to grow in the power. I, this power you've given me, I want to make something of it. And my third point is this, demonstration of power. We are called to demonstrate the power of God. How do we demonstrate the power? How do we demonstrate the kingdom? We demonstrate the kingdom according to the power that is within us. That power that is within us is giving us to demonstrate the kingdom. Jesus demonstrated the kingdom. The disciples, his apostles, demonstrated the kingdom. They healed the sick, they opened the eyes of the blind, same as their master. And that is what is required of us. 
Because the power to do it is upon us and is in us. Paul says this, the kingdom of God does not consist only of words, but of power. The authority God has delegated to us needs to be activated. And the Holy Spirit waits until we receive his power and is activated by faith. We activate that power by faith. I don't feel the power, but when I step out in faith, it's activated. As we step out in faith, it's activated. Because that power gives us the keys to the kingdom. And God says something very interestingly. He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. I give you authority and power of the kingdom. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I just want to show you that we are powerful. You saw that young man. God is not a respecter of persons. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever think or imagine. I want to pray as a video of Jeff demonstrating the kingdom. So I'm here with Jeff. Jeff, tell me your story. My story was 18 years of homelessness and drugs. Uh, got saved nine years ago in prison at two in the morning. I cried out to Jesus and was born again. Yeah. And over that process of nine years, I realized that a few people I prayed for were healed. Right. So I kind of got a bit of hunger, started to realize that something had happened to me. I started to seek him more and I started to get words of knowledge on people in the street. One of them was uh, in Greg's in Hounslow. I literally, you know, walked in and I heard the woman, not audio, but spirit. I heard the woman has arthritis on her left leg and she's wearing a pink jumper. So I got the coffee, walked back. I said, miss, do you have arthritis on your left knee? She said, yes. And I said, how long have you had it? She said, 20 years. And I said, when did you stop? When did you last go to church? And she said, 20 years ago. So I said, that's where the arthritis has crept in. And today Jesus is gonna heal you. And I, I'm no doubt you're gonna go to church. So I just knelt down, prayed on her knee, completely went instantly. Uh, she jumped up and down praising God, saying, I'm going back to church this Sunday. So that, that's what we can do. Jeff, thank you. Cool story, my friend. <laughs> I like how he ends it there. That is what kingdom carriers can do. If we can only step out in faith. He didn't have to do that, but he did it through the power that resides on the inside of him. I want to end this talk by encouraging us. The mandate that God gave us still stands. It's our job to expand the kingdom of God. And the mandate says, go out. I've given you authority to do it. So do it. Let us take courage and do it. Wherever it is you are operating, whether in workplace, whatever it is, let us have that courage to bring more souls into the kingdom. 
Because everything that we have, we have everything. We have been equipped with everything to carry out the work of the kingdom.